Welcome to Investing Across Borders with Lauren Cohen. Every week, she will share valuable information that you need to know in order to successfully invest in real estate and other business endeavors in North America. We believe in helping clients invest, live, work, and play across borders. And now, your host, Lauren Cohen. Good afternoon, everybody. I am super excited to be here with another edition of Investing Across Borders, the podcast where we teach you how to invest, live, work, and play across borders. And I am here today with really good friends, trusted clients, advisors, colleagues, you name it. We've broken bread. We've broken (laughs) champagne bottles. We've... (laughs) broken a lot of things together. We've had a lot of fun together and we have been on a fun journey together where they have just launched in August, I think, right? September, their Mm -hmm. amazing superhero oasis in Orlando, Florida, which we helped them to purchase in the Champions Gate area. And it is absolutely stunning. Like, I mean, breathtaking. And um, anyway, without further ado, I will just reiterate, I am Lauren Cohen, the host of Investing Across Borders. I am a cross-border lawyer, realtor, and international uh, bestseller. And I love bringing my Canadian clients and friends on to our show because that's really what it's about, investing across borders. And Mike and Leanne Nicholson are truly the epitome of investing across borders and They still live in Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, where there is snow on the ground, I will say. And usually when I talk to them, there is some snow on the ground, but they get to break free and go to their oasis whenever they choose when it is not rented to some amazing vacationers. So I am going to introduce my good friends, Mike and Leanne. I'm going to leave it to you guys to introduce yourselves because you are really an amazing power couple, real estate investors, mortgage specialists. I mean, just really all around amazing people and so supportive of the people they work with. I am always in awe of the amazing connections and referrals that they bring our way. Mike and Leanne, please say hi to our lovely audience. Hey. I, <laughs> I, will, I will let Mike uh, take the platform so, first. <laughs> uh, you made me blush. Uh, you know, thank you for that great introduction. And I think maybe that's why we're, you know, we get along so well and, you know, we've, we've grown to become so close is that all those things you just talked about, that's, um, you know, all the things that we've experienced with you and, and your team. And then, you know, as except we Except the snow. Except <laughs> the snow. Yeah. The, um, but yeah, we're, so we're, you know, we're Canadian. Uh, we're real estate investors. Hey. And we've been investing in Canada for upwards of seven years now. Mm-hmm. And um, always had an interest in the U.S. And, you know, did a bunch of research and finally... A year and a half ago, uh, not quite two years ago, we kind of took the plunge and we weren't <laughs> quite sure exactly which way to go. As we were starting that entrance, uh, I think that's when we met, you know, we met you as we were just making that entrance and realized, you know, all the the great options that are available and uh, all the great services that, you know, can be provided. Yeah, we, we ended up entering into the U.S. Uh, because we are border cities, so we're quite knowledgeable and we visit the U.S. quite often because it's literally we were there last night shopping. Um, I was just going to say because you got to shop. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And um, we kind of got into it when COVID started. So our Sault Ste. Marie market was a great market for Southern Ontario or it was a great secondary market. 
And we could pick up houses for relatively low, low prices and then, you know, rent and we did the long-term burr and all that kind of good stuff. So we were trucking along, we were doing well. And then COVID came, prices started going up and Southern Ontario all of a sudden started focusing on Sault Ste. Marie. So they started driving prices up and Mm -hmm. our little secondary market didn't make sense for us anymore. Mm -hmm. So at that time, Mike said, what's better than the greenback? (laughs) (laughs) So we said, hey, we're so close. We understand the U.S., um, but how do we get in? So that's where that's our first initial movement into the U.S. was. And it was in Detroit. So that was kind of an easy entry for us. And then once we settled with Detroit, we started saying, where do we really want to end up being? Not where the snow is, but we're somewhere hot. And that's where we landed in Florida. And we really started working with you and your team and connecting and had an amazing journey and still are on an amazing journey. (laughs) But let's backtrack for a moment and let's talk about you guys. Okay. Because you didn't come into real estate as true novices in real estate because of your background. So why don't you share a little bit about that and leaving your nine to five, Leanne, because I think that people, especially Canadians that are looking at investing in the U.S., would definitely aspire to achieve what you've achieved by being able to leave your nine to five. And Mike aspiring to hopefully eventually soon in 2023, (laughs) let's put it out there, do the same. So why don't you share a little bit about that with our audience? Yeah, and I can. So we both have a strong business background. You know, I have a, a business diploma. Leanne has a business degree, and we both worked. Well, I've been in sales probably twenty-seven years. You know, going on twenty-eight years now. You know, dealing with 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 people, learning people's personalities, and always was customer service orientated. So, having that business background for both of us. It just numbers really jive with me being in sales. So we really, you know, we're focused on that old school mentality of, you know, pay off your mortgage, you know, be mortgage free. Then you have lots, you know, then the world's your oyster. So we were doing all that. And then in 2014, I would say it's probably one of the best things that ever happened to me. I went through a restructure where I literally went to a meeting. It was at the airport. My company flew in HR and my manager uh, handed me a brown envelope, said, thank you very much. We no longer at need the you. airport. At the airport. Yeah. They had Lots to stop of exciting things happen stuff. at the airport. Like yeah. Mike and then they getting flew let like, go from his job, my ex-husband being deported. Airports <laughs> are just so much fun. Anyway, yeah. moving right along. Yes. <laughs> so uh it really opened our our eyes to, you know, that was leaving that meeting. Uh, I had to call Leanne, you know, we have a, a mortgage kids and it's like, hey, I no longer have a job. You know, I gotta do something. And I always say that was like a, a big turning point for, mm-hmm. for both of us. Uh, Leanne was really supportive, but I said, either I can go down that, you know, that Bahambug road and be like, bah, geez, you know, I'll have to, you know, do this and do that. But right away I got active and I started looking for work. I got a job coach and it really, that job coach really opened my eyes. And I said, I'm just a salesman. And he talked about, that's when he talked about, I understand people's personalities. I understand numbers. I understand this. And then that's when I really started to bug Leanne about, okay, we need to have something else, right? We can't depend on, and it was a huge national corporation, like worldwide, one of the largest companies in the world. And you think everybody says, oh, you have your your dream job now. And the next day you have nothing. So that was really when we said, we're not going to let people control our lives. 
you know, I'm not going to let an organization control our life. We're going to control our own lives and kind of control our own you know, destiny, as you say it. And I got the opportunity that year to see, uh, you know, Robert K live in Vegas at a conference I was at. And that was really that, that push to, okay, we have to, you know, make our money work for, work for us, not, you know, work for money. And that's when, you know, I finally convinced Leanne to get into real estate and uh, I'll let you tell her side of the story. <laughs> Mike had been actually bugging uh, me since we were, well, first married back in 2000. So before 2000, he was bugging me to get a rental property um, because his uncle had one and, you know, it did great things for his uncle. And I kept, there was always an excuse. There's always an excuse. Well, we can't afford it because we just don't have that type of budget right now where their first home. Cause he's like, let's buy a duplex. Let's live in half and, you know, rent out half. I mean, we should have, <laughs> we totally should have, but we didn't. And then the second home, it was kind of, well, now kids are involved. So I don't want rent renters in when I'm building my family and all that kind of stuff. And then we were busy, but then that turning point happened. And um, like Mike said, it was hard to get out of our heads that there's a lot of equity in our homes that we can pull out and do better things with. Because the yeah. old mentality is pay off your mortgage because mortgages are bad. That's, I mean, case closed, right? That's a bad debt to have, but actually it's a good debt to have. Right. Mm -hmm. But so he went through the restructuring in 2014. He actually went through one very similar a few years later in 2017. So in 2017 in January, uh, I decided to, because I was going up um, the management level. So uh, where I was at, I was as far as high as I could go because the person mm -hmm. above me yeah. wasn't going anywhere anytime uh, soon. Uh -huh. I want to continue to climb, right? Yeah. right. So in, within Sault Ste. Marie, I moved companies and I thought, this is great. I, I leveled up again, um, had a lot of responsibility, but then just a few months into it, I had a very bad feeling. And you know, when you get that gut feeling and I said yep. to Mike, I said, something's not right. And I don't like the feeling and I don't like the trajectory of where this is going with me in this, this company that I'm with. So I said, I said, you win, let's go real estate shopping. Let's go find a rental property. <laughs> and um, we ended up going out for one day. And I said to the real estate agent, I want to see something. And uh, again, this is Sault Ste. Marie prices, you know, how many years ago, uh, I want to see something for 100,000, 200, 300 and 400,000. And uh he was he was able to show me something in each. We went one evening and the first three scared me, one, two and three, uh, 100,000 and then the $400,000 one was actually a fourplex we went into and I actually walked in and I said to Mike, I turned to him and I said, "This is somewhere where I could live." So, mm -hmm. I feel good, good about this one. And we ended up closing on it uh, in October. And in November, I got my walking papers. I lost my job. Wow. So, yeah. Foresight, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, I, so everybody's like, oh, my God, what are you going to do? You just bought this, you know, rental property. And, you know, what's going to happen now? I go, this is the best thing that happened to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, on that property, we were cash flowing twelve dollars or $1,500 a month. So it was kind of like a saving grace, you know. Mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah. So and then, what, and then and then tell me about your mortgage journey. So yeah, so shortly thereafter, um, I did get another job, but it wasn't the same and I wasn't passionate about it. 
so we started looking at what can we do so to eliminate people making decisions for us, right? Yeah. So, and so we decided to both become mortgage agents because we had some, I guess, difficulties with our um, trajectory on us getting our, you know, progressing with our rental properties. We had some not so good advice on the mortgage side that stunted mm-hmm. our growth in that mm-hmm. in that area. Sure. Um, so that really pushed us to become mortgage agents because we said we don't want somebody to, you know, people to make wrong decisions. We don't, you know, we don't want people to not be able to grow like we weren't able to grow as quickly as we wanted because of mm-hmm. a bad decision. So we became very passionate about it. And then uh just over a year ago, I decided because we did it part time, part time. And then finally, I said, I've had it with the nine to five. <laughs> I've got shackles on me. I don't want that anymore. I want to run my own life. And I took the plunge and I went full time. And we've been doing amazing since. And Mike is the next to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next to go in 2023. Yeah. yeah. And then in that time, we did a bunch of like a bunch of investing in ourselves and, you know, took some programs and some coaching programs um, really to get us laser focused, you know, on we knew we wanted to grow real estate. Once we bought that that fourplex, like three months in, I remember Leanne saying to me, like, oh, my God, I was the first time ever. She's like, you were so right. We should have did this years ago. <laughs> no. And, and the uh, only time. <laughs> so then we so then we really started, you know, learning about like diving in and really turning that, you know, that, that business background, you know, into the, the mortgage side of it and into the real estate side of it. And that's when we said, Hey, we really like this. We enjoy it. How can we do this, you know, full-time, you know, being a real estate investor, it's hard to be just a full-time real estate investor with, you know, a small portfolio as we grow it. Um, We've always worked a nine to five because it allowed us to reinvest our real estate investments, you know, money back into our real estate portfolio. So then when we said, hey, you know what, being a mortgage agent, actually, we enjoy the real estate community, we enjoy helping people, you know, sometimes we'll coach people along the way. And then we also really like, you know, referring people out. And as we've grown, we've made these really good connections. And we've learned that, you know, all these roadblocks that we've had along the way, a lot of them can be eliminated, just by being introduced to the right people, and working with the right people. That is so true. And if I had a dollar for every time that somebody does come my way who has not had the right people the first time or didn't have any people at all, mm-hmm. I don't know which is worse, probably not having the right people because then you're paying them to do the wrong thing. <laughs> and uh, it, it just happens all the time. And I think that, you know, Canadians are especially sub- subject to this because even my partner, Carolyn, went through a program which shall remain nameless, although it starts with FB, but that's besides the point, um, <laughs> went through a program where she was invested in Ohio. And um, she ended up, because they didn't set up the right structure, because she didn't have a cross-border expert, she ended up paying every cent that she made to the CRA and the Canada Revenue Agency. And that's kind of pointless because you're not getting into real estate investing so you can pay your money to the tax guy. You're getting into real estate investing so that you can have either a nest egg or support for your, you know, nine to five or to get out of your nine to five. And the beauty of it is that as you do build your portfolio, you can find that path. Now, do you still have that fourplex? We do. Yes, we do. 
Okay. So is that, so, so you have now five, five properties in the U S plus the fourplex, correct? And two single family homes here as well. Wow. So yeah. So yeah. And then our, our own residence as well, but along the journey, Mike's Mike got into the States and then he's like, let's sell everything in Canada. I was selling everything. I said, whoa, stop the bus here. <laughs> I said, we need to diversify. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Total of 11 doors, uh, six in Ontario and uh, five in the U.S. Okay. Well, that's a nice number of doors. It's not too much to manage. And if you had 20 doors or 30 doors in the U.S., then that's when you really need, or even 10 to start thinking about being in the U.S. more. And then it changes the trajectory of what you're doing because it's not in your plan, at least not right now. And your kids are just going to college, right? Like one is in high school and one just start or is in uh, second year of, of university? Third year university third, now. Third year, right? Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, they're uh, 21 and um, 17. We still, and I think we've had that conversation a few times, we still really enjoy our, our summers in Ontario. Yeah. Uh, Northern Ontario is beautiful. Uh, we're not crazy about winters. I think, you know, once we satisfy you know, the, the kids are kind of done school, then it's, we really want to explore spending a lot more time in the U S right. um, it's kind of convenient what we have now, especially with the kids, but it's, right. uh, it's definitely a goal of ours. Yeah. And I think your kids are also interested in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> One of them that I know of. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's, yeah. The, the warmth is appealing and it's hard to come to this, I, I, this huge, huge, huge home in this amazing development that has all of the amenities that you could possibly want, which is not anything that you ever experience in Ontario, no matter where you live. You don't have to be a country club member or something. It just We just don't have that same stuff. And um, yeah, it's appealing. And the lifestyle is appealing. Listen, it appealed to me. Here I am. So, you know, <laughs> obviously I, I bought into it. And so do many of my clients. But the beauty of what Mike and Leanne are doing is that there is a way to have a nice investment portfolio and stay in Canada and not pay the money to the Canada Revenue Agency or the IRS or any, you know, any tax agency, because it's not your goal. And to protect yourself from any potential legal liability, because when you get into the short term rental business, you are going to have things happen. Stuff happens, you know, it's inevitable. And the key is that you have to set yourself up properly and make sure that you protect your assets so that you are not you know, you're not a victim to those things when they do happen and make sure you have proper protection and property management companies and all of that kind of thing. So it's just, I think that out of all of the clients that I've worked with, Mike and Leanne are very, you know, very sound, very reasonable. They're not, they're, they're, they are, everything they do is calculated and based on numbers that seem to work. Nothing is guaranteed. You don't know that you're going to rent your place. Nobody knew COVID was going to happen, but look at what it did. Just like with me, I mean, at the beginning of COVID, business was completely dead. Who was investing across borders? Who was immigrating? People were just happy not to be sick. And then, you know, about a year ago, literally, as I have told you guys, on January 8th, almost a year ago of this year, um, that huge snowstorm happened in Toronto, the biggest one that had happened in a while. And there was a mask mandate and the phone started ringing off the hook. So you just don't know. 
And what you need to do is plan. And I think that Mike and Leanne, you know, they didn't anticipate losing their jobs, although Leanne had a feeling you cannot anticipate that happening. And it's having that backup plan in place before you need it and planning ahead and getting ahead of yourself and making sure that you have those nest eggs and that support. Because at the end of the day, your kids need to eat and they need to go to school and they need to have a car and you need to have the heat or the AC, depending on where you are. (laughs) Just throwing that in there. Um, I always throw little things in there as they know, because I'm trying to talk them into moving here. So that's another story. But it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I think that one of the things that has happened with this lovely couple and myself is, is that as happens with honestly, many of my clients, and that's why I'm very, very selective about the clients I work with is we've become friends and confidants to a certain extent for sure. And trusted partners, there's nothing that Mike and Leanne could or or would tell me that would, you know, that there's no judgment. It's judgment free. It's just a, it's just open, transparent, open communication throughout the process. And, you know, there's, there's going to be issues because we're personalities and everybody's not the same, but the key is that it's trust. This is a relationship that is built on trust. I would have no hesitation sending Leanne a a mortgage client any day of the week. Okay. I, I would have no hesitation sending somebody to stay in their amazing oasis in Champions Gate. None of these issues would ever arise. And they can't say that, you know, there's, everything's going to be perfect, but it's, it's trust. And I think that that's the number one thing that working with Mike and Leanne has brought to the table and hopefully vice versa, because at the end of the day, it has to be symbiotic and it's, it's a give and take. And I did not set up their original entities in, in the States when they were investing, they didn't know me yet, but I've supported them throughout the process and, you know, we'll be there for them as they continue to grow. And, Hopefully we'll even do some joint ventures together, which would be fun. And I've stayed in their property even before it was ready with the whole superhero oasis. And they even gave me duvets that my son still uses to this day. <laughs> Loves them. He trades them around. He was sick this weekend and I took one and I washed it and I took, you know, then I give back and he take the other one. And and he, yeah, he made, I'm not taking him to your superhero oasis for a long, <laughs> little bit of time yet. I'm just not ready because if I take him there, it's going to be like, mommy, I want that room. Mommy, what the heck? What are you doing? Mom, no, it's not fair. I want that room. I've shown him pictures. That's as far as I've gotten because I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little apprehensive. But it's, it's really great. And um, I just, I love the fact that in seven years, they've accomplished as much as they have, despite some huge curveballs and challenges just like with me <clears throat> is finding the silver lining in the negatives and turning that negative in 2014 into something that sustained you going forward for now nine years going on 10 soon and will continue to sustain you because sometimes it does take a kick in the butt to yeah. get you to do the things that you need to do to make to build a future for yourself and you know i learned on my israel trip recently when something that's pretty neat do you know what the opposite of fear is? No. No. Okay. Well, we think it's courage, right? Yeah. Okay. It's comfort. Yeah. Why? Because most people sit in comfort. They they sit, you know, they're comfortable. They sit in their comfort zone. They stay in their comfort zone. They don't go out of their comfort zone. They just are like, I'm comfortable here. I'm okay here. When you venture in the world of real estate, you have to go out of your comfort zone. 
because <laughs> there's risk no matter what. Okay, yeah, real estate is less risky than most investments, especially these days, but it's still risky and you don't know what you don't know. And what Mike and Leanne are really, really good about is knowing who to turn to and um, realizing that there is value in those trusted relationships, right? And I think that that comes back to you as well in the services that you're providing to your clients and even the coaching that you're doing, whether formally or informally, because you just can't help yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Mike, he's all over social media. <laughs> Mike is, is great at social media. I'm so impressed by some of your posts. They're, they're awesome, really. And yeah, uh, yeah because you're passionate about it and it shows. And we enjoy it. And that's where having those trusted relationships make it so much easier. And I know when, you know, somebody's, Hey, uh, you know, who do I talk to about, you know, cross border? I know when, you know, I, I introduce them to you, I'm going to sleep at night. I'm going to know that it's going to be the right way. It's going to be correct. And I know that anybody that you introduce them to or anybody else that we introduce them to, you know what I mean? We were, ex- when we first started out, we were exchanging money at the bank and I thought, Oh, I have a U.S. you know, one of those U.S. bank accounts, the bank's giving me a preferred rate. And then, you know, you get me introduced to somebody and I'm like, oh my God, I, you know, I, you know, we've spent, sent hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, here's a, a company, you know, think your bank's taking care of you. Here's a company that it's like one and a half or 2% cheaper than a bank and on hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's, that's it a lot of money. It adds up. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and it it's, does. it's easier. It's, you know what I mean? And here we are, you know, people are slugging through and not even realizing that there's all these different opportunities to, you know, to to use these working partners and you don't have to go it on your own. You know, there's all these people who have done it before and, and finding those connections and, and, you know, they can introduce to the right people. Or they can try and do it themselves, which is what we <laughs> talk about in our masterclass. And then they can hit some brick walls or they can end up paying their money. I will never forget one of these guys, like several years ago, I was actually in Orlando when I talked to him, I'll never forget this. And, the guy said, it was probably about, it was right in the middle of COVID. And the guy said to me, well, I have all these rental properties and I just had to pay a $100,000 tax bill. And I said, what? $100,000 tax bill. I mean, obviously he made a lot of money, but on the rentals. And I said, to whom? To the CRA. Well, why? Oh, I own them in my personal name. I'm like, oh, oh. Uh, did you want to change it? No. I'm like, what? What? Well, it cost me like ten thousand or fifty. I'm like, but you just paid a hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah, I don't know. It, I was like, what? Like you can't sometimes see the forest for the trees, and uh, there's just too many people, unfortunately, that are like that, or that just go ahead and set up an LLC, which is not the right thing for a Canadian to do, not without the right buffer in place, and you know, the and. Also, unfortunately, what my friend did, my friend did this and they're okay. My friend did that. Well, yeah, maybe your friend's okay, but what about you? And you have to look at each case individually. And, you know, the the really critical factor in working with Canadians is understanding the mentality of Canadians. We are a more conservative people. We are much more risk averse as a rule. But once we get into the U.S. and we start doing things the right way that makes sense for the U.S., what happens then? You get to make money in? U.S. dollars. 
And is that like a good thing? Because people are really <laughs> afraid of converting their money at yeah. first, right? It's about a 40% advantage right now. <laughs> you know, it was a 30% yeah. last year. It's, uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. So that, that first hurt, it's like short-term pain for long-term gain because at first it's going to hit you. Listen, I kick myself every day because when I converted my money to buy my first house here, it was 60 cents on the dollar. It was the highest ever. <laughs> and in retrospect, I wish I had never sold the little house in Toronto. Every time I talk about it, I feel a little bit sick because it's like probably worth $3 million now downtown. But I did. But that hit, it's over, you know, and, and you have, it's, it's like anything. You just have to rip, the, rip the, the Band-Aid off and then move forward. And now you're cash flowing in U.S. dollars. If you end up selling, you're selling in U.S. dollars. And all of that 40% now is coming back to you in spades because that one-time hit becomes a long-term benefit. And it's a great thing. So listen, I would love you guys to share maybe one or two tips and then how people can reach you if they want to speak with you about opportunities. So uh, one tip, you know, always treat people how you want to be treated. It sounds kind of hokey. Um, we've built a successful, you know, coaching and, and now even, you know, even more so our mortgage business, you know, as, as, you know, years go on because we keep getting those repeat clients coming back and those referrals coming back. So it's, you know, I mean, when you're, when you're going through this journey, treat everybody fairly, mm -hmm. um, you know, only <laughs> refer trusted people, um, you know, make sure that when you're working with somebody that, that you can trust them because that comes back to you tenfold. Um, it does. You know, for us now, you know, repeat customers, repeat clients, people, you know, referring us out, you know, working partners now referring us out because they're like, you guys don't do business like anybody else does business. You know, it's, it's really kind of offering that white glove service is what we say. And I think that's why, again, you know, we, we get along so good is, you know, we love handholding our clients and I know, you know, you guys do the same thing. Yes, we do. And you perfect. Well, thank you. And now how about how can they reach you? Go ahead. You're the, okay. you're the master of the So uh <laughs> we have a, a couple of uh you know social media sites. So uh Nicholson Investment Properties. Um you know, our house is on our short-term rental house is uh you know the the uh the marvelous superhero oasis. Um we have a dedicated Facebook page for that. And then you know, there's our, our mortgage. Repeat uh, that, the Marvelous Superhero Oasis. Yeah. Okay. So, and we can provide you the links to, to put in the show notes later. Yes, please. And um, obviously just through our mortgages, NicholsonMortgages.com. Um, you know, I'm just simply Mike at NicholsonMortgages.com. And Leanne's, you know, Leanne, L-E-E-A-N-N-E uh, -N -N -E at NicholsonMortgages.com. Perfect. Well, it's always a pleasure to see you and hopefully I'll see you in person soon down here, not up there. <laughs> Just saying. One of these days I'm going to come in to January. Soon. Yeah. Maybe no, January. not well down here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Down there. <laughs> Got it. Well, it's a, uh, yeah. Super, super to have you on the show. Finally, um, after a little hiatus and we'll look forward to doing lots of fun things together in the near future. 
Sounds thank good. you for joining us today at Investing Across Borders, where we teach you how to invest, live, work, and play across borders. I'm Lauren Cohen, international attorney, realtor, and cross-border expert, signing off for today. And we look forward to having you subscribe to our podcast and all of the major podcast channels, Apple, Spotify, Google, you name it. And I look forward to connecting with you. We can always be found at investingacrossborders.net. And pretty much all of our social media is focused on the brand Investing Across Borders, like Instagram, Facebook, you name it, we're on Investing Across Borders. So thanks again for joining us today. And thank you, Mike and Leanne. Have a great rest of your day and we'll talk soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Investing Across Borders with Lauren Cohen. Make sure to check the show notes for any links and for guest contact information. If you have questions for Lauren, please reach out to her at founder at ecouncilglobal.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast with a friend.